You guys, those of you that are going to be joining us um, in our live recordings of our podcast episodes, you are in for such a fucking treat because Ula and I (laughs) just had a half an hour dialogue before right now. That it was not lost on me that this 100 million percent parallels what today's topic is about. I love you. You're perfect. Now change. Um, so, you know, when Ula and I get together for these recordings, we usually just show up, we giggle, and we press record and we go. Uh, and sometimes there's stuff that might be going on in our personal lives um, that we want to quick catch up on. And other times it's about us and our dynamic and our process because we have learned over and over and over again. And what we're teaching you guys over and over and over again is that everything is energy and the energy that you bring to something is the energy that you'll receive back. And when we are in relation to other people, that's where it can get interesting. It can get tricky at times, but it can be so fucking hugely rewarding if we if we really get tapped into what our desire is and and lead from there. So honey, let's expand on this beautiful topic. I love you. You're perfect. Now change. <laughs> I am actually going to throw this right back at you and ask you to tell about the dream that you had about me. The dream that I had about you? Yes. And it relates to this, um, I love you, you're perfect, now change. You had a dream about me and I I kept telling you. Oh, I was in, um, (laughs) (laughs) so I was doing a little flip-flopping in my dream around a certain topic um, that I, in reality, am flip-flopping, I was flip-flopping around a lot and Ula knows it. So Ula joined me in my dream and I'm doing more of the flip-flopping and then I flip-flop my way all the way to the opposite of what my desire was. And Ula started laughing out loud really hysterically. She's like, oh my God, honey, you're doing it again. She's like, all I hear in my brain is death, 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 grief, 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 death, 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 grief, grief, grief. And I woke up and I realized that my flip-flopping was totally related to my fear of loss. So... That was Ula coming, <laughs> coming to save the day. <laughs> and on the same night, uh, interestingly enough, I had a dream that I was in a, well, not just me, the whole world was in a war, but it wasn't a bad war. It was just like a war. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good war, but it was like the world was in the war and everybody had padding inside their house <laughs> foam padding foam like the padding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like the one you put, put in the couch <laughs> that kind of padding <laughs> inside around the, the ceiling and walls yeah. i'm like oh okay <laughs> I, <laughs> I guess i was protecting myself <laughs> maybe <laughs> from gladys was flip-flopping <laughs> gladys was flip-flopping so hard But um, I've been doing the flip-flopping too, so I'm not completely innocent here. So I might have been protecting myself. (laughs) (laughs) So if you guys are doing a lot of flip-flopping in your own life, I want this desire. No, I don't. I want this. No, I don't. I love you. You're perfect. No, now you need to change. Just know you're not alone. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And that's exactly what the the, um, today's episode is about. Um, I love you. You're perfect. Now change is our flip flopping. And we put too much 
pressure on the other person to make us happy. Hmm. Whether it's, you know, with your child or your teacher, your coworker, your romantic partner, whatever it is, how many times have any of you out there decided that this person is a perfect coworker, child, parent, uh, partner, whatever, and a couple of months in and you're like, oh my God, you're so annoying. <laughs> I think I think that happens to everybody, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, but at the same time, it's it's I think it's more on a reflection on us than the other person because we are so accustomed to find what is wrong mm-hmm. rather than what is going right. Mm-hmm. And even I mean, I think to bring in our conversation, sweetie, because it was so when we just had it before we recorded, you know, we're, Ula and I, in our process now, it's what, a year and a half that we've Mm -hmm. been doing the podcast um, and deepening our friendship because before that, yes, we were friends, but like when we decided to partner together, there's a big deepening. In in a moment of even wanting to deepen a relationship further, it can be so easy. And this is what I found myself stepping in with was the energy of, I, I feel a misalignment and how do we, how do we address it at like a misalignment or an opportunity to align better? I think maybe that's the better word, right? How do we address it in a way that feels in the word that came this morning expansive to both of us? And I think that's where the challenge really comes is when you're in relation to someone else and you're coming from that stance of, this person needs to change X in order for me to feel the way I want to feel. Uh, And if that doesn't happen, then I can't change my feelings. That becomes a really quick setup to to blame, to put the responsibility on the other person uh, of them needing to change. And, And part of my energy was like, coming like, okay, this needs to be different because I'm not seeing this. And then how are we going to create blah, blah. But it was also, I think, really amazing to see that the the real ask that we often have in these moments is less about what we're wanting the other people to change. And it's more about how, how are we maybe not feeling secure within our own selves and start there before you even have the conversation, right? Like, how do you get to that place of security? And if you are in the conversation, And I think this is what happened to us, honey. Like even in the conversation, you might realize, oh, wait, this is a reflection of how I'm feeling inside. Is this what I want to continue with? You can change in real time. You can Mm -hmm. change your perspective. You can release um, maybe some of that protective energy. And then that, when you do that with somebody, I think that's the beauty of what we allow is intimacy. Because I think sometimes if we try to do it all on our own, it, it, it misses a chance to to do to deepen the learning together. And so this is not, I think for all of us listening, it's not to say that you can't have these real human moments with another human that might feel messy or maybe you are coming with that energy of, I love you, you're perfect, now I need you to change in order for me to be happy. But catch yourself, which is what, something that we, we always go back to. Yeah, totally. Totally. And it's, 
again, this is about um, communication. Mm-hmm. And if you can voice to the other person, I'm raising my hand because I'm very guilty of that. Um, if you can voice to the other person what your desire is, but you want them to change because your desire is not going to come true unless they change and you're not going to feel the way you want to feel if they don't change. It's also really, really important to learn, raising my hand again, to, <laughs> to be able to open enough to say, this is my desire and this is the way I feel safe voicing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's huge, sweetie. Because in these moments, when we get so caught up on what we think the other person needs to do differently in order for us to feel better, we can't even like real, we can't step out of that sometimes to realize, oh, wait, there's a desire that I have here that's underneath all of this. And do I feel safe enough to even speak to that desire? Do I feel safe enough to have the desire? This actually happened last night. I was doing this meditation it's called Isn't It Wonderful? And it's by Neville Goddard. And what he does is he takes you to the desire fulfilled, the dream fulfilled, the wish fulfilled, and then has you hang out there as if it's a, it's a reality. And that is exactly how you allow things to come to you a lot quicker is when you live the reality of that dream being fulfilled, even though evidence might not show that it's fulfilled, your energy changes around it. You're more open. And then it is easier for that dream to come to you a lot quicker. And so this is an active practice um, because it's, as we say, often it's simple, but it's not easy to implement. Um, and right now we're being given, Ul and I um, are being given this amazing opportunity to deepen our ability to do this. So this is what we call magic on demand um, around something huge and super exciting. Um, but to stay in that space, even if you can do it for like five minutes, it'll soften you. Mm-hmm. And when you're softer, that's when you allow yourself to open more because softness can only come when you feel secure and safe. Um, softness can only come when your nervous system isn't agitated. Softness can come. And then from there, you can see opportunities um, that you didn't see before that don't really require the other person to do anything because now you're tapped back into you. And you're realizing, oh, wait, maybe if I shift my perspective, maybe if I communicate my desire more clearly, there's a chance for the other person to realize that this desire can be met. And we can do that together in relation to each other where we are both on the same team instead of feeling like one is against the other person. Mm-hmm. We're very quick to say what it is that we don't want especially in relation to other people. We're very quick to say, I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to be like that. Um, I don't want you to say that. But what if you change that to, I would like you to say this way. I would prefer if you did it this way. Where it will be softer for you and it will be softer, softer to the other person. And that again can only come from a place when you your nervous system is not agitated Mm -hmm. yeah and one thing too that 
can help us when we think about, okay, well, what does an agitated nervous system feel like? Uh, <laughs> shoulders and the ears. Um, one emotion that comes to mind that, that I think often is underlying a lot of other emotions and we miss it, it's anxiety. Mm-hmm. And anxiety can run in the backdrop of your life very quietly, but it's playing a very active role. Um, and anxiety is connected to fear. And I think the part of the the dream where Ula was laughing and being like, oh my God, Gladys, you keep flip-flopping and all I hear from you is death, 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 grief, grief, grief. When I woke up, I realized that so much of my life narrative has been influenced by loss. And so even me having a very clear desire in my heart has been, has been, um, minimize, I don't know if that's the right word, but my desire hasn't even been given much room to grow because I'm so afraid of the loss that could come that I don't allow myself to dream big. And, and if I stay in that space, uh, then I am anxiously looking for examples outside of me to tell me, you're right, Gladys, you're not safe, so don't proceed any further. And when Ula in my dream was laughing and saying, you know, death, 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 grief, 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 it, it exemplified something that can be very quiet in the corners of our heart, which is this anxiety that we have of fearing that we're going to lose if we allow ourselves full reign to dream as huge as we want. If we go to the place of the dream fulfilled and we live from there, if we show up in relation to another human being and expose our heart's truth and share our deep desire for what we would love to see in that connection, in that relationship, we're so afraid of what we're going to lose that that triggers more anxiety. And then the anxiety colors your thoughts and your perceptions about what is possible. And what you're actually doing is closing the doors on that dream more and more and more and more and more until one day you wake up and you're like, I don't want that dream anyway. And that you guys is that's opposite of, of where we want to go um, because your dreams are meant to be fulfilled. They, they show up because they're coming your way, not because they're setting you up to get your heart trampled on. Mm-hmm. And I think um, we hear with manifestation, the word manifestation, we hear so often that it's only the physical things, the the people, the places, all these things that are the actual manifestation. When in fact, the very, very first inclination, I think, I don't know if that's a good word, but anyway, inclination of a manifestation is your desire. You would not have that desire if there was not a way for you to get it. Say that again. It's you would not have a desire if there was no way for you to get it. Say it again. (laughs) You would not have a desire if you had no way of getting it. I love it. (laughs) The universe, the God of whatever you want to call this uh, higher power that we all connected to. They're not playing a joke on you. Nobody's playing a joke on you where you, ha ha, you can't have it. Good luck desiring that because you're never going to have it. Only the person next to you can have it because 
you're that special that only the other people can have it, not you. You're that special. That's so powerful, honey, because I know deep, deep down a lot of us believe that we are being punished, mm-hmm. that we are unworthy, that life is just here to remind us of how fucked we are. <laughs> and <laughs> this is a hundred percent a total. And you guys think about how you were feeling when you were listening to Ula repeat this over and over again. I was feeling more and more expansive. I was like, wait a minute. Of course, of course, things work out for us. Of course, the universe is on our side. Of course, we were led to this dream. And of course, the dream's going to come true because I can look at so many examples of how that's happened in other areas of my life. And this is where standing up for yourself becomes really important. Being able to be your on your own team is essential because we often, we reject ourselves, we abandon mm-hmm. ourselves in these moments. And then when we do that, that's when it's super easy to then make your target the person in front of you. That, and that when you do that, when you are coming from a place of, I love you, you're perfect, now change, it's a good reminder to check in with yourself and see if there's a part of you that you have abandoned, or maybe that needs your attention. And how do you tend to that part of you first so that when you are reintegrated back into your whole self, you can then approach a situation with another person from a more softer, from a softer stance Mm -hmm. and not be so hardened in that energy of anxiety and panic. And here's another example of how the world's going to fuck me over and I can't let it happen and you need to fix it right now. Um, yeah, it's a brand new way of learning how to navigate things. Yeah. And it's, I, I think trust is a, a word that comes to me here, not trusting, not so much the trust to other people around you, but trusting yourself. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, we have a, a habit of not trusting that gut instinct, that feeling that we have, the that everything is going to be okay, mm-hmm. that we are so freaking loved and protected, and everything is always working out for us. Um, and I don't, I, I really don't know many people who can actually look in the mirror in their own eyes and repeat those words and truly believe and know that it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we start looking for the um, outside validation. And when we can't see that in other people, we want them to change. Because I want them, we want them to, yeah, I want them to reflect that too. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Elle. Uh, <laughs> that's another story. Elle, by the way, now not only comes to our text messages, she changes our the talk too. Um, <laughs> that's dead Elle, everybody. If yes. you're wondering who Elle yes. is, dead, dead Elle is one of our board members that loves yes. to play around with our words. <laughs> yes. So I I need to learn to trust myself even more too. Yeah, just like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's these moments when I realize, like, oh yeah, Ula is still human, even though you died and you came back to life. And everybody would say that that's superhuman. And we have these human moments, as as you've reminded me, honey, in the past, of contrast. And contrast doesn't have to be seen as punishment or something bad. Contrast is just making it clear what we what we desire. And you know, sweetie, last night when I did this meditation, I have um. I had a really powerful message that came through to me, which was how important it is for us to feel safe. Mm -hmm. And um, that to me immediately made me understand um, how I might've been limiting my own desires because underneath it, the ways that I was trying to establish safety were involving me looking outside of myself and seeing signs to reinforce, okay, it is safe to stay on this track. It is safe to move forward. It is safe to deepen. It is, and, and that is not actually helpful. So yesterday after the meditation, when I received this, this beautiful reinforcement of, oh my God, this is all about me finding an opportunity to deepen the safety that I have within myself so that my desire can deepen. That, that was a hundred percent the invitation. Not so I can like, oh, I don't care if my desire comes true or not. I'm safe. I'm secure. I don't, I, I don't know. It's, I feel safe now to deepen this desire even more through the lens of it being fulfilled. I feel safe enough to believe in me. I feel safe enough to know that I, I, of course, this is going to work out. Um, and how do you feel safe within yourself? That is, that's the practice for you. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I think we have talked so much about in the past is being able to regulate your nervous system as that first step, because it's so fucking critical to do that before you try doing meditations or mantras or affirmations or any other thing that you're, you're used to doing. You cannot talk yourself into believing that you're safe when your nervous system mm -hmm. is like, no, we're not fucking safe. Yeah. And your mind is actually going there. Yeah. And that's the, the absolutely the wrong time to try to journal anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> everything's always working out for me everything's yeah. always working out for me the universe loves me the universe loves me fuck how is this I'm gonna sorry. happen i don't know i'm screwed <laughs> that's all i think is gonna, gonna come out of it <laughs> so with that um this is a place, and, and you and I have talked about this, Ula, because I think it's such a juicy area to go to that I have not seen get fully unpacked in the spiritual world. But this is, how do you express your truth in a way that feels safe, which all of us are going to look differently, and, and we just had the conversation this morning, right? Like, Ula's way of feeling safe to express her truth is going to look very different than my way of, of expressing my truth. I would say the opposite. 100% opposite, mm -hmm. yeah. So when you are in relation to someone, right, and you guys have opposite ways of feeling safe, how do you not take it personally, Right. When somebody is doing what they need to feel safe and then you're doing what you need to feel safe, but maybe there's, you don't see the, the synergy happening because your ways of feeling safe are actually putting you kind of in your own safe caves that, that don't link up. This is such a beautiful invitation to find 
find number one, I think through the lens of curiosity, is there a desire to connect in this moment? Or is this actually a moment where we need to be in our own separate places? And some, and that's where I think communication is very helpful Mm -hmm. is if you can recognize, um, energetically, and this is all energy, right? If you recognize that energy feels off, or maybe you guys don't feel aligned, talk about it, right? And, but talk about it through the lens of curiosity. And I think that's, that was my invitation that I'd say I probably got a C on today. (laughs) I think I came more from the like, we have a deadline and we need a rally as a team. We need this to happen. (laughs) And then it's like, okay, that's your past president days, Gladys. That might not work right now. Um, but honey, what you said is this is how I'm doing it right now. This is what I need to feel safe. This is all I know. Right. And from there, if you can allow space for both mm-hmm. and have it be a both and instead of an either or. Yeah. Right. That's where communication becomes so valuable to deepen intimacy. And so the ask here is, do you want to experience more intimacy with this person? That's the ask. And if the answer is yes, how can you both navigate what that can look like? Because neither one of you guys know together. You know your own way individually, but together. Intimacy happens with another human being, by the way. It doesn't happen fully alone. That's where growth can truly expand. And I saw this quote recently that people that have been through a lot of of loss, change, trauma in their past, their healing isn't meant to happen alone. It's meant to happen in relation to another human being. And yet that feels the scariest because we come with all these expectations about the other person needs to save me. The other person needs to change and then I'll be better. It's no, no, you both are coming together from a desire to deepen your intimacy with each other. And through that desire, you're both openly curious to learning new ways to honor each other's process and find a process of, of your own creation, your own co-creation that helps you both feel even safer to keep deepening your connection. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think it's really important to remember that neither one of you is wrong. Mm -hmm. When you are deepening a relationship with somebody, um, neither one of you is wrong. And if you can find that softness in you before you have the conversation or before you communicate anything to the other person, you find that softness in you where you can say that this is what, what I desire and, and you're, you're actually curious about how this can happen rather than attacking that you're wrong because neither one of you is ever wrong. And I think that also helps you to, to soften that in yourself when you realize that I'm not wrong here. Mm-hmm. It's okay to feel like this. I don't have to feel this angst. I don't have to feel mad and angry and point fingers. I can choose something differently. And mm-hmm. you can, once you um, find your way, because again, there's a, 7 billion people, 7 billion different ways to do this. When you find your way, to soften that in yourself, you can actually make it a game because we talk about catching yourself all the time. So when you catch yourself and there is some sort of yucky negative uh, narrative going in your head, you can come up with the phrase like, ew, 
(laughs) (laughs) And make fun of that and realize that, holy shit, why am I thinking that? Like, of course, that's not true. That is not true for me. I can change that narrative in me right now. And once I when once I'm able to change it, then I can go to this person and have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that that can then just grow even more, mm-hmm. like that reinforcement that you can trust yourself, that reinforcement that, of course, things are going to work out for you. That only can build not just through you thinking it and repeating it over and over in your brain. Mm-hmm. It's through putting it into practice. And this is where interpersonal dynamics are so beautiful. This is where psychology for me is magic because it's all about navigating human process in relation to each other, which is where the biggest growth will always happen. It will always happen in relation to another human being, not on your own. And we don't get taught interpersonal skills. We just don't, you know, unless you you choose to, this is stuff that we should be learning as children. So now as adults, don't beat yourself up over it. Don't think you're wrong, as Ula said, but also like be compassionate towards yourself that you're in a place where you are wanting to deepen connection. And, and that you feel ready to, and that's, that's a beautiful step to start with. And then from there, build that sense of inner safety, security, protection, love, right? Reset remedy is always what we go to build that in yourself. And that, that becomes its own practice so that you are anchored in that. And then the conversation can change from, I love you. You're perfect. Now change to, I love you. You're perfect. I love me. I'm perfect. And we have this perfect opportunity to deepen our intimacy together to create something that hasn't existed before. Do you want it? Cause I do. And that can lead to a totally different conversation with somebody. And, and that's where magic can unfold. I don't think I can add anything to that. That was beautiful, honey. Aww, I love you. Ula. You're perfect, honey. I love you, Gladys. You're perfect. I love this journey that we're on, sweetie. So excited for everything that we're creating together and the ways that we are deepening our beautiful, beautiful bond. So many ways. Yes. Yay. So excited. And hey, next week is our first week when you can actually join us on our um, live recording sessions. So if you're interested in hearing our conversations before we hit record, if you're interested in um, hearing these episodes two weeks before everybody else, and if you're interested in asking a question in real time, then we have some links for you in the show notes and also at our um, Instagram link tree. Yeah, and we'll also put the links in the show notes so you guys can pick them up there and register and get in on the magic that we co-create for you guys every single week.